You're listening to a message from Impact Student Ministry, a middle and high school oriented production of the Summit Church. All right, Impact, Impact, Impact. How's everybody tonight? Good, good, good as we're getting situated. Hey, uh, I have a question for you guys as we start tonight. It's this. Does anybody ever feel like life is just moving way too fast for you? Somebody's like, woo, yeah. Yeah, some of y'all are like, I can't believe how fast everything's just going. It's just happening really, really quick. Uh, my wife, Whitney, and I, we've been married. I'm going to get in trouble here. Uh, I think about three and a half years. And it's crazy how fast life goes because I feel like we were just married the other day. And now we have kids. we got Irish. we got Everly. And seeing them grow up, it's wild how fast they're growing. See, like, Iris looks like she's innocent in that picture with her big tails. <laughs> But you guys don't even know. You don't even know what she's up to in there, right? But it's wild because I remember when Iris was just born. And all she could kind of do was just look at you and throw up and poop. That's pretty much it. And then a little bit later, she learned how to crawl and still throw up and still poop, even stinkier than the last time. And then finally, she learned how to walk. And I'm like, man, this is crazy. Throw up. And now even nastiest poops than ever. It's wild. It's like the older she gets, the worse her poops are. And I guess that kind of makes sense. I talk a lot about her poops because when she's like y'all's age, I can't get up here and talk about her poops. So I'm talking about it now. But it's wild. And then you got Everly. Everly was just born on Thanksgiving. And it's crazy already to see how fast she's grown up. She actually smiles a whole lot more than Iris, which is funny. Uh, And she seems to just be like a happier gentler, calmer baby. But we love these girls so much. And something that's wild about it is how fast they're, they're just growing. It's, uh, it's really, really crazy. And I, I think for a lot of us guys in our life, what I want to talk to y'all about tonight, this in-between week, before we go to weekend, before high schoolers get crazy and we have our middle school night next week, we're going to talk to you about that in a little bit. But first, guys, my question for y'all tonight, how can we be present right here and right now? In the here of today, what is today? March the what? There you go, 22,000 and what? Okay, just want to be sure y'all are with me. All right, how can we be present right here and right now? How can you do it? Because for a lot of us in here right now, we're so excited, maybe for weekend. Are any high schoolers ready for weekend? Yeah, some of us. Maybe some of you guys are excited for this movie that comes out tomorrow night. I can't wait to see it. Let's go ahead and hop it on the screen here. Yeah. Man, y'all ready for some Captain Marvel? I can't wait to see Captain Marvel. It's gonna be great. Hey, going to see it tomorrow. I am too, man. Maybe I'll see you at seven o'clock. You never know. So a lot of us are. It's great to be excited and look forward to things. Absolutely. Maybe you're like, I'm not really good for Captain Marvel, but I'm really excited about this coming out a month later. What we got here for us? Dun dun dun. The next slide, please. The next slide. Engage. All right, a lot of y'all are even more excited about Endgame. That's fantastic. Endgame's going to be great. Uh, Hopefully, Brant will watch uh, Infinity War before a lock-in or something like that, like he did not do last time. Endgame's going to be crazy. We know Captain Marvel is going to have a big role in that. Is anybody even counting down the days for this? Anybody know how many days are left? 26? April 26th, great. Like, y'all are so excited, ready for it, wonderful. Hey, some of y'all in here might be like uh, middle schoolers. You might be ready for this camp that we're doing in July, known as Crowder's Ridge. Hey, 
Crowder's Ridge, guys, spots are actually uh, about full. They, might, they may have actually filled up today. So if you're not on it, you might want to get on the waiting list because this is going to be a crazy week. And then high schoolers, maybe some of y'all are so excited, can't wait to experience and be part of big stuff. So, guys, we talk about all these exciting things, big stuff, weekend, Crowder's Ridge, Captain Marvel, Endgame. There's a lot going on. And that's fantastic. And that is very, very, very exciting. But I want to challenge y'all tonight. If you're in middle school or if you're in high school, it's great if you have something marked on your calendar. Do it. Count down the days. Look forward to it. But we can't do this. we got to be sure that we do not rush through seasons in our life too fast. Because a lot of us do this right here. We rush through season after season after season way too fast. We look forward to this. Then we look forward to this. Then I can't wait till I'm here. And it's going to be awesome when I'm finally here. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be good. I'm going to be content. And I won't need nothing else. Uh, yeah, sounds like my normal. Great. Tonight we're going to try and fix your normal then. Guys, because if you're in high school, seniors, how crazy is it that y'all graduate like what? Like in three months? Then y'all going to be going to college? Like you're so ready for college, you might not even be able to enjoy the last part of your senior year. Can't rush through it. Juniors. Man, y'all are about to be seniors. Have to apply to colleges and figure out what you want to major in and do for the rest of your life, even though you're not supposed to really know that, but everybody makes you feel like you have to. You talk to adults, we don't even, want to, we don't even know what we want to do for the rest of our life. But juniors are excited to be seniors. Sophomores, excited to be an upperclassmen. Where are the sophomores at tonight? Yeah, hey, what's up, man? Ready to be a junior. Uh, freshman, is anybody tired of being a freshman? Ready to have like a little bit more respect in high school? Yes, please. You're ready to be a sophomore. Eighth graders, we're eighth graders. Oh, wow, a couple of us. Okay, are y'all excited for high school? Uh, some of y'all like, no, do not want to go to high school. Seventh graders, you guys are in like a wonky age where you're like kind of in the middle, in middle school. You're not the oldest, you're not the youngest. Like, this is weird. You're ready for eighth grade. Sixth graders, y'all ready just to survive the first year of middle school, right? You're the babies. For a lot of us guys, what I want to challenge y'all with tonight is don't rush through the season of your life too fast, though. Because God might be trying to do something right now exactly where you are. Hey, uh, some of y'all, the season you're in right now might just be like confusion. And you're like, I don't know what happened with this relationship. I don't know how it failed. I'm just really, really confused on what I should do next. Maybe, you're, maybe the season in your life right now is happiness, and everything's working out like perfect. Like, I'm living my best life right now. I'm good. Nobody can touch me. Everything is perfect. Maybe your season is depression. Maybe it's straight-up anxiety. Maybe it's stress to a point where you can't see or think or feel anything else. Y'all, when it comes to seasons in our lives, sometimes we want to wish them away so quickly that we don't embrace what God's trying to do in our life right in that moment. Now, I'm going to get deep there for a second. I'm going to talk with you about that. But if your season right now is you're 13 or 14 or 15 and your mom's driving you around in the minivan and you can't wait for your season of having your own car, that's something that's going to be fun. I'm going to go ahead and just say there's nothing. You should look forward to having your own car in those situations. You should. I got a thumbs up in the back. That's fantastic. But, guys, when it comes to the seasons that we're in in our life and where we are, if you are here tonight and if you are not sure about God, if you come every week and you're not sure about Jesus, and you're like, I'm just kind of here just because my friends come. I act like I'm a Christian, but I don't really know if I want to embrace all this on my own right now. You might be like, yeah, Chris, like this sounds good, but rushing through seasons and stuff in my life, yeah, what does that have to do anything with me? Why does it matter? Well, 
If you're Christians and you follow Jesus, he wants you to be present and living in the moment and finding what he's trying to teach in each moment. So Christians, you have no right or opportunity to check out, okay? Because God's trying to show you something right now exactly where you are. And we're going to talk to you tonight. If you're not sure about Jesus, what we're going to talk about still is relevant for you. Because we're going to talk about how to slow down. I don't really believe in God. That's fine. Probably not fine for your eternity, but it's fine for you tonight to still listen to what we're talking about. Because we're going to talk about how to slow down when we get text messages and phone calls and everything else all the time, right? How to be present right here and right now. And we got some steps that are going to help you guys out. Uh, we're going to jump to the Old Testament in the book of Joshua. Everybody say Joshua. Yeah, I've been, like, pronouncing things way too much because of Irish right now, I think. Like, Joshua. Like, I just always pronounce, over-pronunciate. I'm sorry about that. Guys, we're going to the book of Joshua, chapter 3. Now, if anybody, uh, you, maybe you haven't heard of Joshua. Maybe you heard of the person that he uh, followed behind. The guy who was the leader before him. Let my people go. Who was that? Even though we don't even know if Moses really said that. Yes, it was Moses. When Moses dies, uh, Moses wanted to get God's chosen people, the nation of Israel, to the promised land. Moses doesn't do it. Joshua comes along, and guess what God says? Hey, Joshua, I'm picking you. You're going to be the guy. You're going to do it. You need to be strong, be courageous. I got you. And Joshua's like, hold on, you're picking me? Uh, okay. All right, let me be present right here and right now. And I'm going to try and get... This whole group of people, I'm talking like thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people to this place. Where are they going again? What's it called? The promised? Yeah, the promised land. All right, good. Just want to be sure with me. Old Testament history real quick. I'm a history nerd, so I'm sorry about that. But this is really, really fascinating stuff. Joshua chapter 3, check it out. If you don't like history and you like math, I'm going to pray for you. I'm sorry about that, all right? Joshua chapter 3. It was the harvest season, which means What? Getting food? Yeah, yeah, okay, great. Yeah, they're getting ready to, uh, it's, it's like harvest time where they're getting ready to bring in a lot of food, a lot of crops, a lot of great things here. And the Jordan was overflowing its banks. We're not talking about Jordan's retro, the twos, the twelves. The We're talking about the Jordan what? River. Yes, the Jordan River was overflowing its banks. Why does this matter? Well, if you guys have ever drove over like a bridge and you see a creek and it's got way too much rain, what happens to the creek? Floods, it goes everywhere, right? The Jordan was like this. It was flooded. There was so much water in the Jordan River, it didn't have anywhere else to go. Guess what was on the other side of the Jordan River? The promised land. So Joshua was like, I'll kick, all right, crud. I got to get over this river to the promised land because that's where I'm supposed to take all of God's people. Got you. And check out what happens here. As soon as the feet of the priests who were carrying the ark... Touch the water at the river's edge. So in other words, they're carrying this, this thing known as the Ark of the Covenant, right? The Lord's Covenant. And it had a lot of very, very important things for God and, and for his word and for his people. And they're carrying this big, 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 like golden, huge box. And God tells them, as soon as you get to the river, guess what's going to happen? It's going to stop. And you're going to walk across on some really, really nice, comfy, dry land. Joshua's like, all right, well, let me, let me just see how this really works out and how it plays. The water above that point... It began backing up a great distance away at a town called Adam. I think it's funny the town is called Adam. I don't know why. Uh, which is near Zarethan. Zarethan. Something from like Lord of the Rings is what it sounds like to me. Okay. So if you guys are tracking with me, they got the Ark of the Covenant. They got to get across the Jordan River, which is overflowing, flooded everywhere. 
Joshua's got to get all these people across. Thousands of people. I want you all to think about your grandma. I want you to think about your great-grandma, your great-great-great-granny, your aunt, whoever it is, your cousin, your dogs, your lizards, all your pets. Like when these people were moving to the promised land, it wasn't just them saying, let's go. It was old people. It was young people. It was the entire nation of Israel moving. You guys with me? It would be like a crazy huge amount of people walking across a river. But they didn't have bridges, so they have to see if this water will part. And let's see what happens next with Joshua here. Joshua says this, the water below that point, it flowed onto the Dead Sea. So the water up here got stuck, and it stopped flowing down here. And everybody's like, oh my goodness, that'd be fascinating to see. The water on this side, right, of the Jordan, all of a sudden it stopped, and guess what happened right there in the middle? It was what? It was dry. So now, Joshua can take his people and they can walk across the Jordan River on dry ground. All the people crossed over near the town of Jericho. Hey, what's really, really great about this, if, if I was Joshua, and maybe you guys have done this before, you have something in your life or you're in a season right now and like you keep praying to God for this one thing over and over and over again. You keep asking him. And then when you get it and God might answer that prayer, it works out for you, what do you start to do? Yeah, you ask for more. Perfect. In my mind, I'm like, okay, cool. I got the most beautiful wife in the world. Awesome. Uh, next thing, God, I really want to win the lottery. You know, like, I will be so good with that billion dollars. Like, I'll be great. Clearly, I haven't won the lottery, right? But then after you get another prayer, you want to go from the next one to the next one. It's almost like human nature. We go to the next thing. Did Joshua go to the next thing here? No. Check out what Joshua does. Immediately, as soon as it happens, Joshua says this. Go into the middle of Jordan, in front of the ark of the Lord your God, that huge box, the ark that uh, they were carrying with all of God's things from the Old Testament. Each of you must pick up one stone and carry it out on your shoulder. Not little rocks. Huge, like boulders. You know in Shrek? Is that your boulder? That's a nice boulder. Okay. One for each of the 12 tribes of Israel. Right? Those are God's chosen people. And Joshua says this, we will use these stones to build a memorial. History fans, you get jacked up about that word. Yeah. Remember what happened before. If you're a science nerd, sorry. If you're a math fan, if you're an English fan, I don't know what we're going to do with you, but I'm so sorry. But memorial is so cool because you remember these things. Joshua said, guys, hold on. God just parted. He stopped all the water flowing down the Jordan River that was flooded everywhere because there was so much rain now, guess what we're going to do? We're going to walk across, but as soon as you get across that river, I want you to stop, and we're going to build a memorial. I know it's human nature. Think about the next thing in your mind, the next season that you have up, the next thing that you have to tackle, the next thing you have to conquer. Yeah, I'm in high school, but i got to figure out college. Man, God worked out here, but now I'm thinking about, okay, how am I going to make this work down the road? I got this job, but now I don't know if this job will last for a long time. I'm already worried about what I'm going to do when I go to school. Man, I, I passed this class, and, and God answered that prayer. That's wonderful, but now I'm not sure about what's going to happen next year when I'm a sophomore in high school. Or, man, my, my dad's finally feeling better from that sickness or cancer, whatever it was. It, it worked out wonderful, but instead of praising and building memorial and celebrating God, we move on to the next thing. And our mind constantly keeps going. Guys, it's human nature. It's okay, but check out how Joshua finishes this. He says, this is why memorial is so important. History fans are like, yes, keep going, please. In the future, your children will ask you, what do these stones even mean? Then you can tell them. They remind us that the Jordan River, it stopped flowing all the way up there. It stopped draining all the way down here. And guess what happened? When the Ark of the Lord's Covenant went across, it was dry ground. These stones will stand as a memorial 
among the people of Israel forever. Guys, what's the base of that word memorial? Memory. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You got to remember these things. Joshua was saying, hey, Israel, this is great. This is wonderful. But before we move on to the next thing and celebrating, let's take a second and remember what God did. Hey, some of y'all right now in your life, you guys have already moved on to the next thing. And you can't even think back two weeks ago, right, about, man, I was praying so hard for God to answer this prayer. And he answered it. But I didn't take any time to remember it. I didn't take any time to build any stone memorials. I'm not telling you to do that, okay? I didn't take any time, though, to celebrate and be thankful I moved on to the next prayer in my mind. And life's going to move fast, guys. We can't control time, but we can control how thankful we are for what God's doing. Hey, uh, big point for us tonight is this. I want to challenge you guys. We need to take time to notice and to remember what God's doing in our lives right now. Chris, I'm in sixth grade. Yeah. I wish if I was in sixth grade, I would have took time to notice and remember what God did in my life then. I'm going to give you some steps for how to do that, right? But when you get down the road in seventh and eighth and ninth and tenth and you're struggling with something, you can look back and you can see, oh, I remember when God helped me with that. Oh, it was such a big help. And I can be thankful. I can know that God didn't fail me then. He's not going to fail me moving forward. And it's going to be fantastic for us. we got to notice. we got to remember, y'all. Uh, the Apostle Paul, he has another way, noticing, remembering, but he also talks about giving thanks. And he writes this in Philippians. He says, Philippians 4, verses 6 through 7, Paul says, all right, here's the deal. Don't worry about anything. Does anybody in here worry about stuff? Does anybody in here worry about stuff a lot? Yes. All the time. I'm probably one of the worst warriors in the world. You can ask Whitney. I worry about everything. Paul says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Instead of worrying about it, take a second and pray about it. And here's where we're going tonight. Tell God what you need and do this. Thank him for all he has already done in your life. Guys, if you're not taking time to remember what he did, if you're not taking time to notice what he did, how are you going to thank him for everything he's done? He's done so much in your life, but if you don't take little moments to remember it, you're going to forget it. Y'all, we can't control time. Nobody in here can control time. Unless you might be Doc Brown and you're driving around the DeLorean with Marty McFly and you go back in time. Unless you're him, which would be really cool, right? You can't do it. But the one thing you can do is you can notice what God's doing. You can remember what he's doing. You can be thankful for what he's doing. Uh, Anybody in here watched the Super Bowl halftime show this year? Yeah, who uh, sang at it again? Hold on, who was it? It was Maroon 5? And, the, and Travis Scott. Perfect. All right, Maroon 5, Travis Scott. Uh, it was a really good show, right? You guys enjoyed it? Wow. Split crowd. Okay, you guys are really some tough critics. Okay, so you guys are on the fence of how you feel about it. Uh, Whitney and I, we did not get to watch the halftime show. And I'll never forget, I came into work the next day. I was talking to Zach, our tech director, and he's like, do you see the halftime show? I was like, uh, no, we did not. He's like, what? He was aghast. He was like, oh. I was like, no, I didn't, I didn't watch it. Uh, I watched the football game because I want to watch football. And he said earlier, he's like, that would have been more entertaining than the football game. I was like, yeah, it's very true, uh, even though the Patriots sadly won again. Guys, I did not watch the halftime show. My wife didn't watch the halftime show because my dad, for some reason, all right, this was February the 3rd, 4th, 5th, whatever it was. As soon as halftime started, my dad takes the remote and he mutes the TV. <laughs> Your dad changed the channel. See, Karis, that's rough. And 
my dad all of a sudden stops and he says this. He's like, up. Oh. Like, come in. He's like, oh, no, dad, this is not good. He's like, come on. It's thankful time. I said, thankful time? What are you? He's like, we're talking about thanks in here. Come on. What are you thankful for? Everybody, come on. We're sitting where you are. We're into a circle. Tell me what you're thankful for. And if y'all know my dad, I was like, oh, no, this is, you can't get out of this. Like, you can't even fake a phone call to try and get up and be like, I have to handle this. If, like, your apartment would be, like, flooded or something, like Jim says in the office, you could not get out of it. He'd be like Michael Scott in that situation. Uh, I don't mean to ever compare my dad to Michael Scott, but with that, he would, right? So my dad's like, nope, thankful time. Say what you're thankful for. And Whitney looks at me because we were supposed to leave at halftime, and I'm like, I'm so we go around this, like the circle of everybody sitting on the floor and the recliner and everywhere else, and we give thanks for whatever it is we're thankful for at this point in this moment of our life. Now, that sounds a little bit crazy, a little bit unorthodox, because that's really what you do typically at what holiday in November? Thanksgiving, yes. But you know something I realized? I was like, man, every time I'm around my dad, yeah, he loves to take pictures. That's why I do too. He loves to always give thanks. But it's cool because he always tries to do this. Thank God for everything he's done. My dad's also one of those guys who's like, yep, lost my dog, lost my truck, but God's good, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. I'm like, all right, Dad, let's be real for a second. But he loves to give thanks all the time. Guys, in all things, we give thanks. And just think about that right now with, with whatever it is you're going through in life. If you just change your mindset to say, okay, instead of being upset and frustrated and complaining and asking God for something, what if I could go and say, oh, man, God was, he was faithful here. That worked. I remember that. That worked. I remember that. That worked. Guys, how incredible that be instead of just saying, I need this, need this, need this. If we took time to be thankful and grateful. Thankful time, like my dad called it. I was like, Dad, I feel like I'm three years old. But, okay, this is wonderful. So... As we wrap up tonight, guys, my question for y'all is how are you taking time to notice God in your life and remember all he's done before? I've got three steps for you. Maybe you've thought about it. We've, we've teased it for a long time. The first one, I want to challenge y'all to literally write it down. Whatever it is you're thankful for, whatever it is that God is doing in your life right now, right? whatever you notice that God is at work with, write it down could be a friend. You could write that friend's name down. It could be an answered prayer, and you finally got into the, the play that you want to be in so bad, right? Or it could be that your parents aren't arguing as much. It could be that your dog came back home, or your cat came, well, not cat, your dog came back home. That's better, okay? I know. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. Guys, we got to write these things down. Hey, um, something I wish I would have done when I was in middle school was journal. And I know that's not a masculine thing to do, but let's be honest, guys. Like, if you could go and write down all the things that God did in your life, man, it would be so cool to see. And I'm not saying write out a whole paper like school. I'm saying jot down two or three things and just write it down so you can remember it. If you don't want to write it down, hey, everybody has one of these iPhones. Guys, you could literally get out your phone uh, and you could go to an app. You could go to Pages. You could go to Evernote and just write down things where you see God at work and you're noticing what he's doing. Because then when you do that, it's easy for you to look back and to be number two up here. You can be thankful. So if you wrote stuff down and you saw God, you saw these memorials, you saw these things that God has done in your life to answer your prayers, just like he did for Joshua, who didn't move on first. He said, I want to give thanks. i got to build all these stones. You don't have to build stones, but you should write it down so you can look back and be like, man, I'm in a season right now where life is just not working. I broke up with my girlfriend. 
My boyfriend broke up with me. I just got denied from a school I wanted to go to. Uh, I just found out that everything that I thought was going to be my life is not my life anymore. If you had something that was written down, man, God's been faithful here. He's been great here. Man, it was hard here, but I remember when God did this. Oh, this makes me feel like what I'm going through right now. This is crazy. He will help you and be there with you again. Hey, one thing, uh, disclaimer. If you're here and if you're not a Christian, uh, just because... If you follow Jesus and ask him in your heart, it doesn't mean everything's going to be easy. If anybody ever told you that, I am so sorry because that is so not true. It's a lie. But if you ask him into your heart and into your life, man, he's going to be with you through all these things. He really will. So write down what you're thankful for, what you've noticed. Being grateful, it's so important. Hey, and if you're thankful for something over and over and over again, do y'all have any friends who are like always positive? Yes, no. You guys have a teacher who's always positive? drives you insane like why are they always positive they're positive over and over and over and over again guys you know what like that's hard to be positive but when you're thankful for something over and over and over again god i don't have this but i have this thank you so much thank you so much thank you so much it'll start to change your mindset i didn't believe it till i tried it when you thank god for something whatever it is in your life over and over and over again it will change your whole mindset for it it's a really really awesome incredible thing i challenge you to do it and last thing is this Take time and notice God in your life. Remember all he's done. But look for others to help. Right now in your life, you might be going through a season right now that you just don't really think is fair. You might be going through a season where you feel like God isn't even there. Because every Christian will most likely go through that in their life. I know that's not what you want to hear at church, but it's true. And you need to write it down. And you'd be thankful for it. Because guess what? You can look for other people to help who's probably going to be in that same season one day soon. You probably have friends in your circle right now who are going through something in whatever season they're in, and you're like, man, that stinks. I remember when I went through that. Go talk to them. Look for a way to help them and be there for them. Because if you do, it's crazy what God will do through your life with that relationship. Guys, they need you to do that. you got to look for other people to help here in that situation. So, guys, you're writing stuff down. You're being thankful. You're looking for other people to help. It will change the entire way that you notice God all around you. Can't control time, but it will change how you see him. Uh, I borrowed this from Iris. This is a, a Justice League action binocular pair. One of Iris' favorite toys. I said, can I borrow this for tonight? And uh, I told her I was going to share, share it with y'all, show and tell. And Iris said no, because that's her favorite word. So I said, all right, well, I'll bring it back a little bit later. I promise it's okay. And after a few tears, no, I'm just kidding. She was, she was fine. And I said, you know what? Iris's favorite game, one of her favorites, because she loves a lot of different things right now. She loves to look through these things all the time. Look still. And she just searches. And see, she torments Hootie, too, all the time, unfortunately. She still doesn't know if you look this way or if you look this way. She's working on that. But then sometimes I get the binoculars with her, and it's so much fun to get them. And she, like, tries to hide from me. And I'll get them right here. And I look to the right. I look to the left. I look up high. And then finally, I look down here. I go, Iris. And she goes like this. She goes, oh, all the way down. And I was doing it last night, and I was like, where's Iris? I was like, Mom, where's Iris? Where is, where is she? Hello, Iris, Iris. And I go to hand, I'm like, oh. and I'm like, Iris. And she goes, oh. <laughs> She's so happy. And she does her little waddle, and she runs. 
And it's the most adorable and the sweetest and the cutest thing ever. She loves these things. And I was looking at it, and I was like, you know what? Iris is just joy and excitement and love. When I look for her, I'm going to find her. It's just you can't match it. And I think about your Heavenly Father. I think about God. I think about Jesus and how he probably feels when you're stuck in a season and you don't know what to do, you feel like it's not fair, you feel like you can't hear him, you feel like you're never going to get out, but guess what you keep doing? I'm looking. God, I don't know where you are. I know you're somewhere here. I'm trying to write things down to be thankful. I'm trying to be grateful. I'm trying to find other people I can help. I, you got to be somewhere here. And guess what? When you find him, <laughs> Iris is always, ooh, so excited. I love to think that our Heavenly Father up in heaven is like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Keep looking for me. I got you. When you find God is so happy and so thankful and so relieved that you took time to look for him, you took time to remember him in spite of whatever your season is right now, you took time to look around and notice him. Hey, for some of us, you might say, nah, it's not that simple. Okay, I know it can be tough. I know whatever you're going through might be so challenging. And I, I want to encourage you to talk to your small group leader because that's why we have small group leaders. Because they love you and they want to help you with whatever it is you're facing. But honestly, y'all, if you start looking, God's not going to be hiding behind the table or hiding behind the couch. He's jumping, screaming, shouting, I'm right here. Come on, I got you. Look for me. And he will be so excited when you find him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for these middle schoolers and the high schoolers. God, and just all these leaders in this room. Father, we are in all kinds of different seasons in our life. We're in happy seasons. We're in sad seasons. We're in difficult seasons. We're, we're in a place right now of, of, of loss, of confusion. God, I pray that we can have the courage, we can have the strength to look for you, to notice you. God, you're all around us. I know sometimes it's so hard for us to see you, but I pray that our students can have courage to look. I pray that they'll start writing down things that they're thankful for in their life and the times where you've worked so clearly in their life so they can remember it, they can look back to it. God, and they can know that you are so faithful. And now everything doesn't always work out how we want. You don't always answer every prayer, but God, you're always with us. And we're so thankful for that. Helps have strength this week, Lord, in spite of whatever it is we're struggling with. Because I know we struggle with a lot. Help us just take time to look for you. And help us to know that you're right there, smiling, ready to give us a huge hug. And walk with us through whatever it is we might be facing. Father, we love you and we're so thankful for your son, Jesus. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you would like to get more information on Impact Student Ministry or The Summit Church, visit us online at thesummitchurch.net.